Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Drop Make Wrestling Podcast. We're in video form over on Patreon and over on the YouTube channel for YouTube members and for Patreon members. And if you go to dropmic.com, there is merch there and all of the links there. And the Patreon has just been rebranded, so there's new tiers over there as well. We have a fairly loaded agenda, but firstly, hello, Monty. Yo, yo. And the first thing I want to start off with is the Rock is heel, like full heel. Rock is back. He's back to wearing $500 shirts. He's back to wearing $500 shirts. Um, looked really... Uh, did, uh, what did you think? Um, his promo was a load of nothing. Yeah. Um, that, that whole show wasn't great for promos. Yeah. LA Knight was also a load of nothing. Yeah. It's, it's just surreal that, like, how can The Rock, like... Mania 20, he wasn't involved at, I don't believe. That was Goes Hollywood, I don't think so. Yeah, but like 17, 30, was it 30 was him and Cena? Oh man, I think so, don't make me. No, 30 wasn't him and Cena because... 30 was Brian Danielson. 30 was Brian Danielson. But what I'm getting at is like, we are three decades into this, like, bro, retire. You've made your money. You know what? You know what? I actually disagree with this. I disagree with this a lot. And my issue with Rock being heel isn't even that he's heel. It's I, I one of my issues is stupid, and one of them is quite logical. The first thing, the, the the vest looks so off, man. This man, no, the vest, is, great. The this, vest is one of the only things he did right. This man is getting so old. There is no need for this man to be coming out in that vest. Now, if he came out in the black vest, I get over it. It oh, just you need the five hundred dollar shirt from Heel Rock. You it need that vest. Awkward as fuck to me. Big fan of the vest. Um. So, so the logical thing, right? The the logical thing for me is that when it comes to the Rock being in this position, right? If Roman was face and he was heel, and they were working that program, it makes all the sense in the world. The Rock is only heel because of the reaction of the fans with the Cody thing, right? So The Rock yeah. is lead, is leaning into it. So the report this week, and I know it's dirt sheets, but the report this week was The Rock was the person who changed it. He was the guy who said, look, we should change this. And I believe it, I genuinely do, because he's on the TKO board and he he pushed for the match, apparently, for him and uh, him and Roman. So if that it wasn't... That idea should have never been there in the first it place. It never should have been. But it, it, let's just say, for argument's sake, that The Rock is the, gu- is the reason that this all changed back around to the way it was. The reason why it's so illogical is that The Rock talked about logic in the promo. He talked about like lo- like logical, like the logical um steps in the promo, and it's the most logical thing in the world. The Cody thing. It made no sense. It made no sense that he brought Rock out, um, and just gave up his spot, and then acted like it was taken from him when he yeah. gave it up willingly. Do you know what I mean? Um. And they they still haven't explained that because The Rock was talking about stories and about logic and it's like, you didn't explain it. You didn't explain it at all, actually, why Cody brought you out in the first place. He he sought counsel. Yeah, that's not a good enough excuse for stepping aside and then 
bitching and like the whole Cody crybaby thing about like the story and stuff. Like if you're looking at this from a logical perspective, The Rock is actually right because Cody gave up his spot. Do you know what I mean? So when The Rock's like, Cody's being a crybaby, he's actually right because Cody is being a little bit of a crybaby and the fans are being a crybaby when Cody like gave up the spot himself. It's a really weird thing. But I think this is the first time since we've seen The Rock back in genuinely since the second time round against Cena, where yeah. he was still face, but was doing some heel antics, kind of. Yeah, um, but it was a case of... It was like when Orton came back and people thought he was going to be like that really devious heel that everyone hated. Yeah. Like, no, everyone, everyone's just too... like. When Rock came back against Cena, everyone was just happy that Rock was back. Yeah, but even this but, time, like, even on SmackDown, he got a huge pop, like... Like people and he were really will. happy to see him. Like they'll always be happy to see him because it's like, oh my god, it's it like it's still the Rock, you know. I think people but are are able to put aside the fact that they can put aside that it's the Rock to be yeah. like, well, no, we still want like active fans still want Cody to, yeah, win. But I do think it's a bit of both. Like even active fans like still want to see the Rock. They just didn't want to see Cody getting fucked over. So like, yeah. if the solution here is night one tag, night two, um, Rock and whoever or roman and cody and as long as it isn't roman rock cody or roman rock like whatever I way they want see, to do this. i want to see rock and triple h um that's not gonna happen i know that's why i want to see rock ask triple h for a fight and then triple h says it's stone cold instead yeah we that, went through this last that, week that, that, that'd be amazing that's that's your your punt in fairness imagine the pop if Triple H is like, I can't fight for myself, but I sought counsel and this guy can. Do you know what I mean? Or I called an old friend called. or whatever, like, do you know what I mean? Oh my God. Imagine. Or Orton. Orton would be another or, good or one. Or Shawn Michaels. Fuck it. Why not at this point? No, no. Leave him Leave him, Leave him. him be. Shawn Michaels can Shawn... go by himself. It was, ju- it was just that match. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Michaels' last match was at Mania 26. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I, I, I just had a brain fart. You're right, actually. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. you. Yep. But like, TNA I, never had a victory road in 2011. What, what's victory road 2011? Exactly, see? Yeah, so Rock is heel. I think it's cool. Yep. I, I think it's the first time we've actually seen The Rock as opposed to playing up to the crowd, Dwayne. Um, yeah. And I know that comes across very Markish with the way I said that, but like that's what was happening. You were getting the person who was like the PR person, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who was coming in in the past. But now Whereas it's like now you're we, getting the, the character. We're getting the actual character, which I think is yeah. sick, by the way. So I'm fully on board with that. But um, Mania is coming up soon. Elimination Chamber is coming up soon. It looks like it's going to be a tag um, on night one. I'm completely fine with that. If you want to do um rock and roman at SummerSlam, or if you want to save it for next year what is one more year to the rock at this stage like make the commitment now and it can happen yeah, do you know what i mean he already can't go like yeah but like no but seriously like like at this point the rock is going to be in probably similar if not the same shape next year right i think he'll be in better if year. they give him a year of build he'll be cardio wise a lot better do you he remember won't be from his entrance in a spine buster do you remember right i'm yeah no i am right they built up Cena and Rock was a two for a year. Was yeah, it the yeah, second it one for a year? Cena came out on the Raw after Mania and said, I'm coming for you at WrestleMania next year. Like one year build for that. Like think about yeah, that. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Because he, he need they wanted to play up that whole storyline that yeah. Cena needed a year to recover. Yeah, that's mad. Like I want to see him wrestle at Mania. 
I I would like to see Cena WrestleMania again, but I think at this point, if you're bringing Cena back, the problem is that when Cena has come back recently, it's more fan service than story. Do you know what I mean? No, I I want to see Cena come back and like literally like no story. Yeah, yeah. Not even Orton should be like he just comes in. He's like, I want to be, I want to be better than Ric Flair, and just beats at Rollins. Like the the thing with Cena now is like, if he's willing to put aside nine to twelve months. He could finish whatever story he wants to tell, right? The you problem is he's a seventeen-time world champ. But the thing is with WWE because it's it's Cena, like there's absolutely no reason why they can't give him, like all of the the special treatments because they already have. So like, let's just say, hey Cena, you have access to the jet, for example. So like, yep. if you're if you're shooting a movie, just make sure that they're not shooting on a Monday or Tuesday. Have that part of the contract that they're not shooting on a Monday or Tuesday. So we're yeah, always going to have you here for every Monday. Monday. Do you get me though? Like stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and they they probably could make it work, but that's 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 a pipe dream. I'm afraid. I I just love John Cena. How can you not love John Cena? It's John Cena. Do you know what I mean? Superhero. Literal. Yeah. Most make a wishes. He's just the guy. By by like three hundred. Yeah, well. he's just the guy. The guy. The absolute perfect representation of a company. Now speaking of. The guy, Michael Oku, just beat yep. Will Ospreay like about a half an hour ago. Did you see Will Ospreay kicked Amira into the face? Uh, I, I, he kicked her into the chest and she rocketed into the barricade. She flew. It she looked spits great. in his face and then she gets a boost. It looked great. It looked great. Yeah. But th- this is the end of a trilogy for um, Osprey and Michael Osprey Oku. And Oku. Now, s- some people here might not know who Michael Oku is. We've seen Michael Oku randomly fucking show up in OTT. It was really weird and we, we didn't know who he really was at the time. Yeah. Um, very strange. It's the same with Leon Slater. Yeah, it was very strange. But Michael Oku was known. It's weird. Anyways, um, Michael Oku is um, Red Pro's champ. And yes. basically, uh, the whole story was Osprey not giving the spot to Michael Oku because Michael Oku wasn't good enough, basically. And Michael Oku now beat Osprey today. And Osprey's last official indie, he's going to work in indie in future. Let's not be stupid. Like, it's Will Osprey. His last ever indie for about three months. In indie. Like, he, the thing is, like, he, he's not going to want to oversaturate himself. It's the same with New Japan. So you'll probably see him. Like, he's only 30. You're probably going to see him back in. Red Pro probably like next year, and but to be honest, you could probably fucking see him two days before All In this year. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, he'll he'll show up. Like he'll show up at the very least. He might not wrestle. He might not wrestle, but he might he might show up. But um, Osprey put over Michael Oku. Michael Oku Mm -hmm. is um is the guy in the UK currently. He's the guy. He's the number one guy. And what was interesting was Michael Oku is incredibly good, by the way, like incredibly good. And Tony Khan was in attendance. Yes, Tony Khan, Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen. I don't know if Darby was there. I feel like I read that. Darby was at the Fulham match with Orange Cassidy and Tony. I presume he stayed for. Oh, me too. I, like, like I presume they were all going back in Tony's jet. If I had to guess. Yeah, I feel like I read that. But well, like, um, I think that's really fucking cool, and it also yeah. shows that like the thing about Tony is like. He likes forging good relationships with all these companies. Oh, there's and, a there's a video of him during the Osprey and Oku match where he's just loving life. Yeah, I'd say so. He's a fan. Yeah, he's a fan. Yeah, like, he, like, he's he's in a private booth with Orange Cassidy and so, again, I think it's Darby Allen. And you can like, see the two boys are just chilling. They're like watching the show, 
and Tony Khan is going fucking mental in the booth. People forget because they, they Tony Khan gets a bad rap because he tweets some things that are not even that bad. But he also is completely insane. Yeah, but like, like to to be a booker of a company and to have the projects that he has going for him, you have to you be have mental. To be. Like, there's, the there's no being sane with that. Do you know what I mean? Brian Danielson comes in like, hey, Tony, can I rest? Yep. Yep. Anyone you want, Brian. But, Whoever but, you but, want, but, buddy. But, but, but Tony, I want Antonio Inoki. I got it. I I'll got make it. it happen. Leave I it have with so me. much money. <laughs> Leave it with me. He's already cryogenically frozen. He's ready for you. But like, yeah, Tony look. Tony can sitting there just in, a, in like a Scrooge <laughs> McDuck type pool. You have no <laughs> idea how much money I have. <laughs> Like he has a, his family has eight times as much as Taylor Swift. I saw I saw that, which was interesting to me. Um, Considering her Roomba is a tractor, that's impressive. <laughs> Look, going back, we're kind of bit sidetracked. She takes Uber helicopters. Michael Oku is the yes. guy. Tony Khan was in attendance. Michael Oku is quite young. I Tony Khan's trying to forge all these good relationships, right? Mm-hmm. And he he's already mentioned Andy by name, who runs Red Pro in. Um, yes in press conferences and stuff right so the relationship is already there it's really interesting that he was in attendance and oc wrestled and everything so orange Cassidy showed up and wrestled tonight as well randomly yes um the the really interesting thing with that is it just goes to show that this is a two-way street i wouldn't be surprised at all if there's an open challenge against fucking i don't know someone on collision and a red pro lad shows up like luke jacobs or something or like do you know what i mean something like that did you see so that with talking about that red pro show it must have been really annoying being an irish fan going to that why because you were supposed to get gabe kid yeah and he was out injured yeah so you got trent seven yeah that must have been so infuriating it's like <laughs> dude i can't see trent seven when i pay money for trent seven Trent, so what Mike is referencing there, by the way, just in case you 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 you're not familiar with Irish wrestling, Trent Seven didn't even double book himself necessarily. He just didn't show up for for the OTT local rumble. Um, no, the uh, was the official recent TNA. I think it was. It was yeah, TNA. It was, T- TNA, but there was no there were no tapings on that day. So I oh, know it was. So it wasn't tapings. It was similar to RCW with Moose, where they were just like, "Yeah, you're not doing it." Okay, like, well, we're not going to talk about TNA today. I know that they've been in the news the last week, but I just don't think there's enough to really add to it commentary wise. Um, no, not particularly. Not particularly. Um, but with the whole Trend Seven thing, we paid money to see Trend Seven. I am a Trend Seven fan. I really like Trend Seven. I think he's a really, really good wrestler. Um, I think he's a good talker. I think he's quite underrated because he's older. He's got um, a cool look. He has a cool look, but I actually think he's underrated as a professional wrestler because he's older. Um, and he doesn't get the the props he deserves for how good he actually is. Yeah. And um, we paid to see him, and we didn't see him, and we got Flash Morgan Webster instead, which is fine, but it's it's not what we wanted to see. And then hey, if Flash I Flash Morgan Webster finishes me seeing all of look, subculture wrestle, true. If I if I saw. If I went to this Red Pro show and today and it was announced that, di- that Gabe Kidd didn't show up and Trent Seven did, I would actually be annoyed. I'm not even joking. You, I was, you, you're I, a big Gabe Kidd fan. I really like Gabe Kidd, right? But I also really like Trent Seven, but I would actually be annoyed because this man doesn't show up when he's supposed to. 
that's not meant in any like critical way because shit happens, right? What I mean yeah, is, yeah, like the last time we tried to, yeah, he was booked and he wasn't there, and I'd actually be annoyed if he showed up at a show that I went to that Gabe Kid was booked for, who I really like, and Trent Seven showed up. I'd be, I'd be annoyed. Um, also happy to see Trent Seven because he's good, but I'd be annoyed. And yeah, that's it about Rev Pro. We don't really talk about Rev Pro because we don't watch Rev Pro, but um, nope. it's it's quite cool. And uh, they, they I, have an on-demand service. I found out recently. They do have an on-demand service, and it's it's very similar to OTT on demand. But holy shit, the audio is horrific. When you look at OTT on demand, like OTT on demand is actually fantastic. It really is. Um, yeah, in comparison good. to every other indie company going, it is really fucking good. The audio quality is really fucking good. The video quality is really good. The production's good. The editing is mostly good. We we have our gripes, but it's mostly good. It but, was only one show that we didn't like the editing on. Yeah, we're not going to talk about it. But there was yeah. there there was one editing thing. Um. Anyways, uh, I want to move on to. This is more directed towards you, specifically. Mm-hmm. So you have made your wrestling debut for for anybody who made who who didn't listen last last week, right? He says technically he made his wrestling debut. He wrestled, wrestled in, in front of a crowd of people. You wrestled in front of a crowd of people, and yes, yep. they, they they weren't paid, but <laughs> but there was there was about what eighty people there, I'd say that I've had something to guess like that, yeah. something like that, right? And that's a lot of people to be wrestling in front of for your debut. So this is more directed you know towards what's bad? you. You don't notice them, no, no, not even a little bit. No, you weren't. You nope. were, you were you, like once the the bell rang, who was the crowd? No, um, it just made it it made it easier to know when to come up and that kind of thing. Yeah. But uh you don't really notice that like they're there. And for for your match, right? Cuz yeah. this is this is off topic slightly, but for your match, were you going off of the vibe of the crowd or was everything kind of like you knew how it was going to go? We kind of knew like you have but did you feed off the crowd in any way is what I'm asking? Yeah, yeah. So, like, when you're taking heat and that, you have to go off of when the crowd want to come up. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just doing shit for no point. I get you, yeah. So, like, you kind of hold off on certain things until the crowd come up, and that's when you, like, start to fight back. Interesting. Okay. Good insight. Yeah. Good insight. But you made your debut, right? So Yes. This is directed at you specifically. Okay. So, flat out, yes or no, do you think Sammy Guevara is a dangerous worker and i i have reason to to talk about this um yes or no i want no no, no. okay no i don't think so okay so i don't think he is either however there is no one in aew that has been injured in his matches or injured in any match more than him or his opponents. Why I'm saying him or his opponents, this man has had four or five injuries in matches, like concussions or missed spots or hurting his opponent. Or, for example, he broke Jeff Hardy's nose. Um, he, We had the Sting mishap recently, which, uh, Darby, or not Darby, Sammy Guevara said that Sting should have moved. And apparently yeah, so Sting the, blamed the himself. Was, the plan was apparently that Sting was going to roll out of the way for the 6.30. Yeah. Sting didn't. And I I could buy that. I, I, I could we, buy that. We've seen, we've seen Sting in the ring where he looks like he's... He, he's dead. He's yeah. taken it. No, no, yeah, I'm not blaming him. I'm just stating facts. He's looking for the old oak Appar- tree. Apparently Sting got hurt, right? 
And he, yes. he's fine now, but apparently he got hurt at the time, right? This man has nearly murdered Matt Hardy. Yes. This man nearly murdered Ricky Starks with a fucking a golf cart recently. Now, apparently, Ricky Starks is completely fine. So, like, that that's just another thing I just wanted to throw out there, right? But Sammy Guevara has been injured multiple times in his own matches and has in- injured both Hardys. He, I think he hurt Darby Allen once, I think. I think. I could be wrong, but I think he really hurt Darby Allen once. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but a match with the two of them, I'd be shocked if no one came out hurt. Yeah. So here's the point, because I'm kind of just rambling and not getting to the point. I don't think he's a dangerous worker. Do you think his style of wrestling is too dangerous? Just in general, that's a different. That's nothing to do with Sammy Guevara as a as a no. worker. The no. business need like wrestling needs people like Sammy Guevara. They need people who are that like, because obviously like the whole appeal of wrestling is there's something for everyone. Yeah. And people like people, a lot of people our age would have grown up being like, oh, dude, Jeff Hardy's the reason I loved wrestling is because he had this like daredevil persona and he would do all this insane stuff. Yeah. So I think he, it's natural progression. He is upping the ante more than what Jeff Hardy did because it's been done. Yeah. So he has to go one step further and it's going to eventually, like it has to get to a breaking point where it's like a, a human can't do this. So, so I, I actually refute that a little bit because I feel like a lot of the stuff that people are getting injured from, I'm going to ex- like completely exclude the Mahardy thing from this discussion because I think the whole spot was stupid and everyone agreed to it and it was just dumb in general, right? Yep. But like, and people get injured in wrestling. It's a physical melodrama. Like, so mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to like pick and choose everything, but like, for example, the Jeff Hardy thing, he he rotated himself wrong in the air. That's what happened. Mistakes no, happened. No, the Jeff thing. The Jeff thing was nearly a freak accident because he lands. Jeff he, gets his knees up and he comes awkward off the bounce from the so, knee. No, no, that's not what happened. So yeah, Jeff so, throws up his knees. Go yeah, go back and watch it again. When Sammy's in mid air, instead of landing straight, he rotates his body slightly, and that's why the knee lands on Jeff. The knee the knee should have landed on the canvas. Um, Jeff puts up his knees, yes, but Sammy rotates. Um, and it it's a it's a weird one because I like that's such a a regular move, right? Like that's not crazy in terms of like Sammy Guevara has been thrown off the top of a cell. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like Darby Allen's fucking like Swanton bombed onto steel chairs and shit like that. Like sh- crazy shit happens. Like, um, did you see it? I'm gonna watch it again. Did you find it? He does, yeah. Do you see what I'm talking about? In saying, yeah, he, he does rotate wrong. Yeah, he is right? a shooting star press, though. I I know. This, this, like, this is what I'm saying, though. Like, it's hard, right? But that's like, easy for Sammy Guevara. And, like, that's not easy for anyone. Dude, it's, it's easy for Sammy Guevara because Sammy Guevara is mega talented, right? Yeah. And. Like the, the point I'm getting at is I'm not saying he's a dangerous worker anymore. That's not the point I'm getting at because we both established he, I don't think he's a dangerous worker. I think it's the yeah. style. I think it's one of those things where the style of wrestling that he does because he, he's always trying to do something that looks cool. Yeah, he has to one-up himself. He has so to one-up himself. It is an innately dangerous style of wrestling. I do think it's a necessary style of wrestling. It has to exist. But there's a safe way to do it. Like, for example... Oh, this 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 actually contradicting myself a little bit. If you ever see like Ricochet, 
or if you yeah. ever see Rey Mysterio, or if you ever mm-hmm. see Will Ospreay, or mm-hmm. Action Andretti. There's obviously botches in there. Yep. No one gets injured like Sammy Guevara's the bones. They never, they never, like they never miss a shooting star press like that. Why? So Osprey, I think, is the big one who does the shooting star press from that. Okay. Um, and he's just on another level. Is the kind of logical solution to that? Before that, it was Lesnar. Lesnar was banned from using it. Wasn't banned. Uh, they told him to stop using it after he nearly broke his neck against Angle. Oh, well, that's a fairly good fucking reason, but it wasn't banned before yeah, that. Yeah. Like... No, it wasn't banned before that, but when that happened, they were like, yeah, you're not allowed to do this anymore. Yeah, because he... But like people said himself. about Brock, they were like, you were a freak of nature. Yeah. like Which I he was. But in I... saying that... I'm just raising the question. that like I, I think that style has to exist. That style has to exist, but at what yeah. point is it I've hurt myself and other people too much. I need to change this. The other people like, at thing... At what point does that happen? With the Matt Hardy thing, as you said, it was just stupid and shouldn't have happened. Yeah. The Jeff Hardy thing, that happens one in ten times, I'd say. That's I still think they'll too both... It is, yeah, absolutely. But he will pitch that shooting star in two weeks and his opponent will go, yeah, man, no problem. It, it's And I think him and Jeff will both be like, look... It was an accident. I don't want this to come across like me shitting on Sammy Guevara. No, Sammy of Guevara course. is incredibly talented, and I actually quite like Sammy Guevara. I hate his face, but I really like his wrestling style, right? And I like with... Jeff Hardy's his idol. He wants to be like Jeff Hardy with his moments, and I understand. What I'm saying is, at what point is it like, okay, I need to stop doing some of this shit because I'm actually hurting people. That's all I'm saying. It won't matter. The moves, not him. No, no, I know. I think the moves, like, those kind of moves won't... Like, obviously, if you're going to let someone do that in a match, you're going to have seen them do it a hundred times. You're going to be 100% confident they can do it. Like Lesnar with the shooting star press. Will Ospreay almost didn't hit a shooting star press once, right? Literally one time. He stopped doing it for a few weeks uh, until he was able to do it again, right? Yeah. I don't think Sammy Guevara would do that. Sammy Guevara will hit a shooting star press next week. Just to show he can do it, as opposed to oh, working yeah. on it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there, there's a difference with that. But he will act, like, that's the thing. He'll have to say it to whoever he's wrestling, like, hey, man, are you cool with me using this? Yeah. They'll say, yeah. It's true. So until someone tells him, hey, I'm not taking that from you, it's not safe. Yeah. Or until... He's just going to keep doing wait. it, basically. Unless he starts waking up being like, oh, I, I can't see too great. Or... God, it's taken me a lot longer to get up. Mm-hmm. What Osprey then... thought, which is I'm getting a bit bit heavier now. This is getting harder. I I don't think that'll be the case with Guevara. No, it won't be particular. the case with Guevara. But like Osprey saw it, he was like, "I'm getting heavy. This is too hard." So he yeah. he worked on it really, really hard, basically. Yeah, but um, like he's gonna go. He probably would have went back into their performance center or whatever and hit ten perfectly. Probably, probably. And it will. But... Him and Jeff Hardy will accept. Like, oh, that was a freak accident. We'll leave it at freak accident because I I think I don't think he's a dangerous worker. I just think that the style that he has needs to be adapted slightly. So he's doing less of those. I'm not saying less of those moves in the sense of that he can't do them. What I mean is like I've never seen Sammy Guevara hit a fucking brainbuster. I've never seen Sammy Guevara hit a suplex. I've never and seen Sammy Guevara. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's the issue, always like the biggest issue is. 
and you're gonna he's have not a small guy either. You're gonna have like this. This style has to constantly evolve. Yeah. Like the biggest example is Slater's Swanton 450. Yeah. That like that is mind-boggling to see. Yeah. And like, what's what's the next evolution? Is it a Swanton 630? Probably. Are people going to be like moonsault Swanton bombing? It's, like, uh, like uh, someone's uh, going to come up with the next crazy thing. Like, like rest, like wrestling has a tendency, right, throughout the decades to plateau for a while. And then someone comes along who and has to push the envelope. And then someone comes along and pushes the envelope and it fucking evolves further. Like, we're at the point now where Canadian Destroyers are transitional moves. When Petey Williams did it 15 years ago, it was the most fucking insane thing you've ever seen in your life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, OSW review last night that you say it. Yes. Uh, watched Hard Luck. So Mike, Mike they... is saying that OSW review watched um the Hard Knocks pay-per-view from last July. Yes. And they were stunned to see that LJ Cleary won a match with a Canadian Destroyer. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I didn't see it. I didn't see that part. But they saw the Destroyer, and it got a three count. And I, I don't know the guy's name. Uh, but uh, it's not Stephen Rowe, is it? I have no idea. But straight away, he's like, "Oh my god, it got a three count. That's great." Yeah, because it it should be a finisher. Just like the sweet chin music at the end of the day is a super kick, right? Mm-hmm. And like the super kicks I know is super transitional now. But should be a finisher. Like the mo- the the one move that like really annoys me, and I love that Moxie uses is a DDT, basically, right? Yep. Um, the DDT is like the most devastating move in wrestling because they're they taking yeah, they're taking your head, they're squeezing it between their arm, and they are driving your head into the mat. It mm-hmm. should one million percent be a finisher. It's crazy uh, that it isn't like. For context on how insane this has gotten. Yeah. Um, I was working through some stuff in training today, and a satellite DDT is almost transitional. Like that's outrageous. Yeah. And this is the Irish scene. Like, imagine the yeah. US scene, for example. Like that's crazy. Yeah, it's, like it's, it's nuts. Like the the only the only thing that I can say is that like, on the Irish and US scene or Irish and UK scene. There's a bit more, I don't want to call it strong style, because I don't think that's the right way to call it, the right thing to call it. But I do think, like, some matches are quite hard-hitting and do actually finish with a finisher. Yeah, As there, opposed there's to the a US matches, to, which are like spot fests. There's a logic to finishes that are used. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, so, like, a lot of the like the big finishes in Ireland are, like, well, Sammy D's package pile driver. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, this is your head being dropped on the floor. Which, it looks class. Yeah, it's, and straight away, you're like, yep, that's that's it. It's that's over. It, yeah. Like, we saw Mikey getting the package pile driver from Steve last night. And Mikey bounces, man. And, like, it looks devastating. It looks so yeah. good. And it finishes the match. And it, look, it looks amazing, right? Yeah. Um, But speaking of, of looking amazing, um, let's go back to Lesnar missing his um shooting star press. So it's not look amazing. It's terrifying. Uh, it looks amazing. Um, so Lesnar is apparently done with yep. uh, with wrestling in general, and mm-hmm. we talked about this in the last pod. And um, if you're wondering where the last pod is, it's actually only on Patreon. And the reason why, and I explained this to Mike, who disagreed, and that's fine. Um, sorry, Monty. Um, I explained this, and he disagreed, which is fine. Um, 
essentially we're restructuring things to make it easier for everybody me included so um that's only on patreon and on youtube but we explained in that one that the the whole brock lesnar not going back to the wwe thing and the loyalty to vince and stuff and uh it looks like lesnar's done done and unfortunately and yes i did say the word unfortunately that means we're not getting gunther and lesnar and gunther talked about it today and he yeah. said that um because you haven't seen this yet monty i watched it there before we started Rant. so like he he said that um he it's not going to happen now he says yeah, his, he, his... he literally says the words brock is probably done his dream WrestleMania match will no longer yeah. happen. So it's not going to happen, which is super fucking unfortunate because it's the only thing. Like, Gunther's pushed nothing for the last year and a half, really, since he's been on the main roster. And the only consistent throughout all the paper or all the interviews has been Brock Lesnar at Mania. It's the only thing he's been saying consistently. And for for this to happen is obviously awful with the whole Lesnar and Miss Grant stuff and Vince McMahon stuff don't get me wrong but it it sucks for Gunther who's been on the run of a lifetime and booked like a fucking tank and the one match he wanted was Lesnar and it's not happened sucks it's it's not ideal they've they've quickly replaced him as well like he's getting the Eddie Guerrero treatment oh yeah he's or not Eddie Guerrero Eddie Guerrero, Jesus Chris Benoit Chris Benoit's room and fast. Like, yeah. I, I have a feeling they were probably told... Lesnar's the kind of guy that doesn't... He deals in absolutes, as that one Liverpool meme is. Um, But he probably... You know that's not actually a Liverpool meme? Uh, I deal in absolutes? Yeah, that's from Star Wars. Is it? Only I don't watch Sith Star- deals in absolutes. Oh, I don't, I don't watch Star Wars. <laughs> that's hilarious. So I, I, I just thought it was Liverpool, not gonna lie. No, that, um, that's hilarious. Uh, you're a big Star Wars fan, so of course you picked up on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, Lesnar's the kind of guy who'd be like, yeah, fuck it. He would flat out tell him I'm fucking done. Yeah, so like, no. I am sure w- with the fact that WWE wants to like completely ignore this lawsuit and everything that uh, he's he has told them that he's done. Now, weirdly, which this isn't on their agenda, but I just want to touch on it real quick. The talent haven't been told they can't talk about it. I don't know if that's like a legal thing or like or what that they can't tell them that they can't talk about it. The talent haven't been brief whatsoever. That is yeah. so bizarre to me. The company's being sued. Like, it's definitely one of those things where it's like, well, I could, but I shouldn't. Yeah, it has to be. Like, it has to be like because of the implication. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I'd say they haven't officially been told not to talk. Yeah, about it. but like even like the, Seth Rollins said, was... anyone who's involved. I hope they get what's coming to them. It's a disgusting situation. And that's all he said. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's no criticism going on there. Like, like what Gunther said was the closest to somebody actually speaking out, which is Lesnar's probably done. Yeah. Like, that's the most critical thing we've heard. And that's not even that critical. No, it's, but, just, it's stating a fact. Like, this man's not coming back. And it doesn't look like he is. It's time for a short little break. And we just want to say thank you to today's sponsor... Dropmick, it's ourselves. If you go over to dropmick.com, there is a link over there for our merchandise and for our Patreon, YouTube, Spotify, absolutely everything that you need is on dropmick.com. If you have any questions for us, then please use the email form that's on there as well and we will get back to you as soon as possible. But if you go over to dropmick.com, there are links for merchandise, there are links for Patreon, there are links for YouTube, there are links for Spotify, there are links for absolutely everything that you need there. So dropmick.com, that's today's sponsor. Thanks very much, and let's go back to the pod. So, Monty, the match of Yo. the week. 
What match yep. are you picking? Orange Cassidy and Matt Taven. I'm picking the exact same match. <laughs> that was like, a, what? It was a 12-minute Texas Step match. It was just a straight sprint. It was awesome. And I did not like that Roderick Strong came down to the ring. I'm... So, AEW did this thing where, like, they're super anal with the tropes they do. Yep. If you're a heel, there should be interference. That's their mm-hmm. logic. It's not always necessary. It's, it's normally not, not necessary. necessary. You didn't need Orange Cassidy to overcome Roderick Strong or Mike Bennett. I understand. Oh, everyone else from Undisputed Kingdom coming down, I was fine with. But it was when Roderick Strong came down, did nothing, looked a bit timid, and then did he throw a knee? Yeah. No, I, I have an issue because I think that there doesn't need to be interference. Have Orange Cassidy beat, like, Matt Taven. And, like, you can have Orange Cassidy be a scumbag. He's still going to be a face. So I, even I if he's like, a scumbag, he, you're, he's still face. In particular, I think it makes sense in that one. Like, I was going to say it's a Texas death match and there's so no much. disqualification. It does make sense. But, but, like... It's just because they're, like, the new faction. They're the bad guy faction. All heat's gone, by the way. Already, yeah. Immediately so deflated. Were they like, maybe trying to save that? I don't know. I didn't like, uh, like, the... Everyone else coming down was fine. It was when Roderick Strong comes in. I'm like, why are you? This just makes you look weak. I think personally, I'm on board with long storylines, right? Mm. And I'm on board with Roderick Strong wrestling anytime, anywhere against anyone because he's amazing, right? If he could talk better, he'd probably be the best. I still, I still think he's a good talker. I think he's underrated in that too. But he, him against Orange Cassidy sounds class, right? And I'm okay with a, yeah. with a long program. My issue is this seems way too obvious. And AEW love obvious. I know they do because they usually yep. don't deviate from plans. But my issue with this is if Roderick Strong does beat Orange Cassidy, if he does beat Orange Cassidy, it means that the rest of the Undisputed Kingdom stuff is going to come true as well, which I'm not on board with at all. So the two boys already have the tag titles. Yeah. If they do they have strong to do, They beating... have to do Wardlow versus Joe again. Wardlow going for the title, I think, is fine. It's not. It's, it's absolutely not because they, they had, he had all the momentum in the world and they've completely dropped the ball with him a few times. And like the problem with Wardlow is there's only so far you can go before people turn on him. And no one's talking about this, but this this is the reality of it, right? Guys mm-hmm. who are boring, they don't they don't get to run with the ball long enough because they're boring. And like Wardlow is a lovely guy and he's funny and has a good sense of humor and everything. But like when he when he speaks, I'm put to sleep. He's so boring on the mic. Um, I think they will go for Wardlow and probably joe for the title they are because they have tnt history and and, and wardlow cut his hair off and or sorry or joe, joe cut, wardlow's, joe hair. cut yeah. wardlow's hair off then beat him so i think that'll be fine and then obviously you'll have wardlow turn on adam cole and then you'll have adam cole and wardlow and adam cole will win the belt and but then mgf uh, comes back but then where's swerve where's hangman where's, do i don't think I, mean? so, so i thought about this yesterday i don't think swerve or hangman should win that belt ever and I think they should have a forever feud of just increasingly insane things. Yeah. Like, they they are going to need to have, like... That has to end in a Buried Alive match or something. Man, it, well, like, people come back to life, ask Christian. Like, the the weirdest thing, right, about, like, 
this whole world title thing. And I didn't want to talk about this again. We talked about it last week, but if you're, if you're not a patron, you didn't hear it. Um, but like the whole world title picture stuff, it's it's so convoluted and difficult to like navigate, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't really know what their plan is. And like we're not supposed to, I understand that. But like Will Ospreay clearly, clearly with the way he's been talking about All In, has been promised a huge match at All In, clearly. Yep. Now, God knows who that's against. For all we know, he they might have said to him, look, here's the long-term plan with the international title. We're going to bring it up to like here in terms of the yeah we're, we're gonna make it the big yeah. one and then you're the next go- big one. and then you're gonna go after that one do you know what i mean maybe yeah but like logically he wants the world titles so if you're gonna put him in a world title match at all in and all these people are in line in front of him let's just say swerve and hangman don't get it now for whatever mm-hmm. reason right full gear is a hangman pay-per-view let's just say hangman wins it a full gear off of osprey for argument's sake right yeah who does osprey wrestle that all in Wardlow Adam Cole switch but like this is what I'm saying like there's so many people in the pegging order it doesn't make any sense no not even a little bit so like how does how does like how do you get all these people world titles you physically can't do it unless you're hot potato in the title and to do that you need monthly pay-per-views which they are doing so like my logic last week, which is what I said to you, was I think there might be a Mar- or an April pay-per-view. Looks like it's happening. So um, there is actually time for Joe to drop this belt in the interim. So if they want to do a two, three-month title rounds for the next year, I'm actually kind of on, on board with it as long as everybody's in the mix against each other all at once. Do you get me? If they're doing two to three-month title rounds, I want to see that belt change hands twice on collision. Oh, man, it could definitely happen. Yeah, like don't, don't, don't stop going to this. Uh, Make people speak about collision. Not even that. Just stop going to this trope of like, oh, belts can only change hands on on pay per views. No, it, it's it's really interesting with the whole um, real world title thing with Punk, because w- apparently Joe was the long term plan for for MJF to lose it to, right? Mm-hmm. I think Punk was beating MJF. And I think it was going to be Punk versus Joe, and Joe beats Punk. Do you get me? Um, yeah. The point I'm getting at is there was never going to be two world titles. They were never going to have the real world title and the. No, they were going to have a unification title. match. They were going to have a unification match, right? Yeah. At what point is it like, okay, we actually do need a second world title? Now, I don't agree with it. And I, I, I would imagine AEW as a company don't agree with it. But there's so many fucking people in line that there has to be a title that's elevated to the same status. Yeah, so you either need to start work on that international title or real the quick. continental. Or the continental. Now That's a triple. Count. I do think I think Daniel Bryan is winning the Continental. I think that would be good for the title. And then you could look at it and be like, oh maybe this maybe this is the belt. They like ju- he's wrestling who did he wrestle last week? One of Eddie Kingston's heroes. Um what? I can't remember. He he hasn't faced him yet, has he not? No, he fights Jun Akiyama next week. Yeah. Um Hold on, I'm thinking. On. Who did who did Brian Danielson beat? I'll pull it up it here. It wasn't Suzuki. No. Zack Sabre Jr., Blackpool Combat Club. Yuji Nagata? Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Nagata, okay. But yeah. like it's if they want to take the continental crown 
and turn it into the continental title, which at that point, it's just the intercontinental title. Anyways, but like if they want to take that title, right, and they want to elevate it to that status because it's a triple crown, I am so on board with that. You've no fucking idea. Like, it is, it's imperative that AEW have a second top title. And this isn't Orange Cassidy's fault, and I don't want it to come across as Orange Cassidy's fault. Like, the international title has lost a lot of prestige because he got it back the second time. That's yep. not his fault because it was given back to him because both of the champs to replace him got injured. Yes. So, like, it just, by default, it was like, fuck, we'll give it back to you, I suppose. Um, Because you just don't fucking get injured even though you were a shell of a human being for the last year. Um, but he still like, has no catchphrase. He still has no catchphrase. What's weird, like, AEW's pay-per-view was in two weeks. Yep. And um, it feels like Joe was going to win. And yep. it feels like Danielson's going to win. Yep. And th- this year seems like, you said it last week, it seems like kind of do or die for AEW. No, I disagreed with you. But I think in terms of getting this title picture sorted, because it's quite convoluted and they have a lot of people to appease and make happy, they and really like, need to get it right at the start of the year. They're only going to bring in more people. At this point, I, I don't think they can. I think they have to start letting people go. And they have. Yeah. They, like last year, they did start doing that. Uh, they, they will absolutely let people go. But I think if there's like... a Obviously, the current one is Drew McIntyre, who's not working on a deal. Definitely re-signing. 100%. But what if he doesn't? What if he decides, oh, all right, I'm up in the offers? Stop, dude. You can't, you, can't, like, you can't be like, oh, well, we have enough. Have to sign him. Yeah, that's, see? You can't just say, oh, we have enough people. Have to sign if him. all of a sudden Roman Reigns is like, all right, I'm not re-signing with the WWE. AEW can't just AEW can't just sit there and be like, well, we have enough people. Like, like, yeah, yeah. So, like, I agree. I actually agree. They they gotta start. They gotta figure this out real quick because they're never gonna stop signing people because yeah. it's it's too valuable to have these people. Yeah, they they really need to get their their shit in gear now. So far, they haven't let us down this year. So. I, I, I think I that... mean, we're seven weeks in. It's been a good-ass seven weeks. It's been good. It's been seven good weeks, but, like, seven, actually not. Seven good weeks, Did you three? watch that NBA thing from last night? The thing mm. that replaced Collision? God, that was awful. That was a letdown. Not their fault, about. but still. They had no Collision last night. Yeah. Because there was, like, some NBA yeah. sports game thing. Oh, NBA was bad, you're saying? Oh yeah, terrible! Like oh, absolutely yeah. awful. Oh yeah, but it's, it's guaranteed that time that time slot. Yeah, I did fair. see loads of people saying that they should absolutely move um, Rampage to the three hour earlier time slot on a Friday, um, just because it was a lot easier for people to watch. Now the reason why they won't do that is because Rampage, even though the numbers aren't amazing, still gets like three four hundred thousand viewers consistently, right? And out of those viewers, it completely demolishes anything else that was previously in that time slot for the last 20 years. Not 20, maybe 15 years. Yeah, like, there's nothing Smackdown that comes close. Friday like, nights? What? When did SmackDown move off Friday nights? No, but I mean on, on Wait, fucking TBS. On, on TBS. Yeah, Friday nights. On TBS. Like, okay, there, yeah. there's, like there's nothing like that was on TBS in that time slot previously that did as good as... on TBS? Watching like, news and stuff. And movies. No, well, I'm I'm trying to think. Was Bob Ross on TBS? Is it was he the thing? He was on PBS. Ah, the public broadcasting station, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, PBS. You are correct. Well, yeah. Um, I want to talk about CM Punk real quick. Just like I know that was a really hard transition, but CM Punk 
is out for six to eight months, he said, right? Yep. Now, they showed him on screen at the UFC last night, and he got booed. Yeah, he was awful for that company. Yeah, but just booed. Like, oh my God, we do not want to see him, right? Yeah, it was a bad time. This looks like, to me anyway, Punk is targeting SummerSlam as his return. Mm -hmm. That's what it looks like to me. Now, SummerSlam is in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. Now, you don't know where I'm going with this. No, not particularly. It's about a six-hour drive from Chicago. Okay. Very close to Chicago. Mm-hmm. A oh, lot yeah, very close. Six hour drive. You'd in the US, that's twice. very close in the US. It is. For you us, it's the entire country. country. For us, twice. it's the entire country. But in the US, that's quite close, right? Yeah. The interesting part is that's punk territory. Now, it's not Chicago, but it's punk territory. And close some, enough. And some of the big matches that he had would have been in that area of like yeah. Ohio, Illinois. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think he's targeting SummerSlam. And I think if he is, it has to be against Rollins or Cody or whoever has the world title. Has yeah, he'll he'll more than likely go for the, the world title. Has to. Um at that point, hopefully it's true. Ah, I, I was checking there when he fought Cena at Money in the Bank. Where was that? That, that was, was July 17, 2011, and that was in Chicago. Uh, yes. Am I correct with yeah, all it those? Yeah, it was the All-State Arena in Chicago. Yeah. I was just thinking, I was like, oh, this, is the only, this is the first big match I can think of that he has. Um, he's had many big matches, Jesus. He has, yeah, but that's the one that comes to mind. Yeah. And uh, Elimination Chamber is next Saturday. Yeah, 10 a.m. our time. What do you think of the card? Um. Yeah. It's the. It'll mark. Yeah. Uh. It'll mark a full year since I've been watching wrestling again. Oh, it will. Yep. And now you're um, a professional wrestler. Yeah, life's weird. Think, um, think about that. Think about that. I fucking. I. You. You were getting back into wrestling, and I said we're watching this. We watch it, and fast forward a year later, and you've made your wrestling debut. Yeah, life is weird. That's really weird. Um. That's really weird. There, there's not going to be a match that will grab me like Sammy and Roman, obviously. Well, the Australians are mad. They, they probably should be. So, like, what, the Grayson Waller effect with Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins? There's no Seth match. There's no world title match on this gigantic show. Yes, yep. they have the Elimination Chambers. And I think both Elimination Chamber matches look good. There I, is a I, world title match. Rhea. Rhea Ripley get is, the is fuck fighting out Nia. against Nia Jax. Get the fuck out of here. So there's no Rhea there's Ripley no world title Nia. match on that show, right? What um, if Nia, Nia beats her? Man, I was just about to say the same thing. If Nia beats her, I'm all in because oh my fucking god, people will be so mad. A Nia Jax and Becky Lynch at Mania. Like a month and a few days before WrestleMania, like that'd be hilarious. Oh my god, that'd be mental. But like the uh it's it's a really, really interesting show because the the match i'm most looking forward to is uh british strong style against judgment day yes exactly and yeah, I'm, it's gonna I'm, be amazing. I'm looking really forward to that match and i hope the two boys actually win the titles they will um, those titles are going to awesome truth like we said last week no so i hope the yes. two boys win the titles i think that's going to be a very a very cool moment um the two elimination chambers like this is kind of the thing that happened with money in the what are you going to say? Go? 
I'm a genius. What? Go on. Fuck it. Elimination chamber. Okay. Logan Paul is in the. Uh, he's in the chamber. Yeah. They clearly have no idea what they're doing with uh, what's his name, bisexual Undertaker, Damien Priest. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna cash in for during the, US the chamber title? for the US title. Stop it. Genius. He can't, man. Why can't he? Oh, it's just you shouldn't be. It, it should be a world title, dude. Yeah, unlucky. Roman Reigns says no. Ah, and and did you see the reasoning from Damien Priest why he can't cash in on Seth? No. He said, "I can't cash in on Seth because um, he's not medically cleared. Therefore, I can't have a valid contract or something." Edge got fucking destroyed by CM Punk when he wasn't cleared to compete either. Like, and CM Punk won the title. I was going to say, that if makes I remember correctly, If I remember correctly, Edge got GTS'd by CM Punk and Edge wasn't cleared to compete, I don't think. You're looking it up now. Tell me if I'm right. If I remember correctly, Edge is in a grey cardigan, white t-shirt and blue jeans and takes a GTS from CM Punk and it was right yeah, after how many, times, how many times does he win the title? Twice. Or how many times does he cash in money in the bank? Twice. Okay, so it's not 2008. 2009. CM Punk money in the back because I, I was looking at it there I was like bro this is Jeff Hardy no 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 2009 Jeff Hardy's a 2009 cash in yeah so it's 2008 because he gets kicked uh, in the head by Randy Orton and he loses the title I'll find it in the briefcase. I have it here Batista destroyed world heavyweight champion Edge yeah I have it here here we go here's the video yeah, see? I do remember it. June 30th, 2008. I, I think... Is that... Go on. Go on, Is he say actually it. not cleared? I I think the story... I could be wrong. I, now, this is, there's someone screaming at their phone right now. I could easily be wrong. But if I remember correctly, Edge says in the promo... That he like in a heel promo, that he's not cleared to compete and defend his title or something along those lines. Now, Seth actually is injured, right? Yeah. However, however, in kayfabe, like you could still absolutely have Damian Priest, like sucker punch him, concerto him, and pin him or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's. I thought it was strange that. Before he comes out to be like, "Oh, hey, I can't do anything." I'm trying. I'm trying to I... find the full segment. Yeah, I can't find it. Oh, but I, I, thought... I have. I have an Edge Mox Raw. Yeah, I thought it was strange that uh, before Rollins comes out and he's like, "Oh, hey, I'm not cleared or anything like that." Why didn't Damian Priest run out then and be like, "All right, well, I want a match now." It's like, "Well, I can compete now." It's like, "Okay, forfeit your title." Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, real, real quick, right? Way. So, he talks about Batista being on drugs, seeing I can't wrestle. Yep. This is according to the comments. I don't remember this. Um, You know what? I, he definitely doesn't say the thing about the drugs. I, I'm guessing this is about the comments, so I, I take that all back. Um, But if I remember correctly, because I, I can't see it there... um. He does. T- he talks about banishing the Undertaker. He talks about raw sucking. He talks about not being clear to compete. He talks about 
the, the he's beaten everyone on the roster. I think shit like that, and then he gets beaten for the world title. Like after Batista kills him. Maybe That's I'm wrong. Strange. But like it wouldn't be like WWE to participate in some revisionism. No, not at all. Like like you know they're a super factual organization. Sports. Forty years of WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty-one matches. Yeah. Probably down to about seventeen matches. And now. like five of them were in like the last three years. Yeah, it's 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 probably going down. It. <laughs> it is mad how five of them or like yeah like five of them were in like the last three years or four years. I saw what it was twenty-one matches before the Brock story. No, including apparently. I think that's why they added in another WrestleMania thirty-nine match because they have the assets for it. You get me? Okay. So, like, I, I think what they did was it was one from last year, one from the year before. And then they yeah. added in the second one from last year because they have all the current assets. It's only 11 months ago. Yeah, so, it may as well. Yeah, so they have all the assets for it. That's my guess. It's, there's a, it's there's a few big gaps in there. Um, my friend's buying it on game sharing. I, I, know, I know I'm going to buy it. I don't know why. 20 years, 40 years of WrestleMania. Let's go. Yeah, yeah well, you just want fun. I just want to see Shawn Michaels be young again. Oh. I miss wrestling games. Do they have the assets for Razor Ramon? Uh, I'm sure they do. Like, not, nothing bad ever happened between them, right? No. Well, mm, well, the, like, he's been in the game since. Okay, grand, yeah. Okay, yeah, so that means Mania 10 is Michaels and Razor. And that means I can have 1994 6 I can have a young Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon. Ramon, uh, many a 10 Intercontinental Championship ladder match. What year? 94. WrestleMania 10. 90. Year 94, you're correct. Know. You're correct. Anyways, that's that's the podcast for today. Um, for future reference, and I didn't say it at the start, so if you made it to the end, you now know. Um, it'll be every Monday morning these are uploaded. Just so you know for future. I intentionally didn't say it because um, I don't want people to get really, really mad. But if you made it to the end, there's your scoop. So thank you also, very much. If, you've, if you're here, you know when it came out. True. And it'll be this time every Forever. week. And I will say this as well. I reached out to Carmo from the Five Marks. And I reached out to Mercer before as well. And for whatever reason, if Monty ain't here, it's me and one of the two of them. So this is coming out every Monday morning regardless. So if this lad is in Cologne, someone else is doing it. Next so, week I'll be in Cologne. So if, for example, next week we're going to get nope, Carmo. two weeks. Two, two weeks, weeks we're getting Carmo. So the week yeah. of full gear, we're getting Carmo on. Um, full I've, gear. I've informed him and he's fine with it. So it's happening. Full gear? Revolution. There we go. Revolution. Yep. Full, full gear is Hangman's pay-per-view. Good pay-per-view. Yep. Anyways. Thank you for watching the Drop Mick Wrestling Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Drop Mick Wrestling Podcast. Please go over to dropmick.com. All of the links are there and we have merchandise and everything that I'm wearing right now. So that's it. Thanks everybody and goodbye. Peace.